Sing it, Aiden. I, I wanna be bad. Oh. I wanna be bad with you, baby. I eat, I eat, I eat, I eat. <laughs> I think everyone at home now knows why we are comedians and not musicians. Oh, what's up, guys? It's Kate. This is Date Fails. Um, I'm so pumped for today because guess who's back? Yay, it's me! I think they know who you are. Oh, I don't even have I to give you an intro. <laughs> It's that laugh. You have the laugh every comedian wants in the club. What, really? Yeah, do you ever wish that you could be at your own shows to laugh for yourself? Oh, yes. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> have you have you met Carol Newell? Carol Newell. Carol Newell. Huh. She's like, she goes to every comedy show and she's famous for her laugh. Ha ha! That's what she does at oh. every show. So Carol Newell should be at every comedy show that you do. She goes to all the shows? She goes to all the shows. Where does she live? How does she make it to every show? Long Beach. I don't know. I invite her. She's always there. Oh, you mean your shows? Yes. I thought you meant every comedy show in the world. Well, I mean, <laughs> now she can come to all of Kate's comedy shows. Yeah. If you laugh loudly, you're the people we want in That's the audience. Right. And if, right. you are the, if you're the person that chuckles on the inside, get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of lesbians. I'm so sorry. I hate to say this. Aiden. I mean, ah, this, oh my God. God, maybe Say you'll it. delete this it's later. Too late. Okay, I love, I love. Okay, so I, I run the LGBT show in Long Beach, right? Yes. So um, the a lot of lesbians come in, and, and lesbians like half of them laugh, but another half like hits their when you make a like a good joke that they like, like they hit the table and then they point at you and they go, "That's funny," like really <laughs> quiet. They're like, "Ha, that's funny." Is that really a lesbian thing? I see it all the time. They always hit the table. They hit the table. That. That's funny. But you know, it is actually, I do get people saying that's funny every once in a while. I never noticed if it's a lesbian and I never noticed the table slapping, but it is hilarious when someone doesn't laugh and then they go, that's funny. Cause I think, you know what I think when they do that? Oh, that must be a comedian. Ah, right. Cause I'm the worst. I never laugh. I always just go, that's funny. Like I say it like they're doing a math problem. Like, Oh, you got it right. I'm a horrible, aud- I'm good in the audience because I will laugh loud if something's funny, yeah. but in like a one-on-one conversation, I almost never laugh at people. They must think I'm an asshole. I think I'm too, I laugh too easily. Like I laugh at my own jokes on stage. I'm like, da, 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 da. and then people <laughs> laugh at my laugh. A lot of people do that. Do you do it on purpose though? No, I just happens. And then I'm like, and then I, sometimes I'm like, I laugh at my own jokes. I'm a comedian. I'm a professional. And then. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the audience leaves. They're like, oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, I find myself laughing at my own stuff sometimes, which some comedians, I think, do it as a crutch on mm. purpose. Mm. Like if the audience doesn't laugh and you laugh, they're going to laugh. Yeah. You tell them it's funny. They laugh. It's so simple to make people laugh once you figure out how. Yeah. It's, it doesn't mean you're a great comic. Not you. I mean, whoever. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're a great comic if you can make them laugh yeah. because I could write the shittiest jokes, but then if after every joke I have some weird thing I do that's funny, whatever yeah. it is, yeah. and they laugh, yeah. I can make them laugh through the whole set. I totally do that. Do you know I'm what like, I mean? <laughs> but, but then the difference is though, sometimes like when you're really having fun on yeah. stage, yeah. I'll start laughing yeah. at shit that's funny. Yeah. Like, or something in the audience that's okay. Like, here's a great example. The other day, at my show, I, I, this was so funny. So I'm at my show in uh, Missouri, right? And by the way, thank you if you were there. They were amazing at Missouri, like the best crowd. Was it snowing? Um, yeah. The, well, it was more like 
hail and sleet. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was wow. really icy. But the shows were still sold out. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so you know that bit I do about how, like, women do crazy shit to men, but it's because we're so emotional. Yeah. Well, so I've started doing this thing where I might ask someone in the audience, like, okay, I know all you girls have done some crazy shit. Like, you, tell me the craziest thing you've done to a guy. Mm. So I point at this lady, and she's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, come on. I know. <laughs> I can't see this coming. This is exciting. Yeah, like every girl has done some like shit that could put them in jail if people found out. Every girl? Maybe not every girl, but like I feel like every girl, whatever your line is that you think you'll never cross. So I guess for someone as crazy as me, it might be further you know, but I feel like everyone has their line. Like I would never do that. But then there's always that one guy that'll make you cross the line. Like you might be like, I would never show up at a guy's house. That's insane. But Catherine, then I have a story for you too about this, but please, oh, I can't please wait. finish. Okay. So anyway, I say to this lady, come on, I know you've done something crazy. What'd you do? And she's like, well, I'm married. And I'm like, okay, that's your husband. She's like, yeah. I'm like, what'd you do to him? That's nuts. She goes, well, one time I had to look in his butthole for hemorrhoids. No! <laughs> really? That's hilarious. See, now that made me laugh. And what did he, did, was he sitting right there? What did he say? It was so far. I mean, the crowd lost it because I was like, okay, that wasn't the kind of crazy I was looking for. <laughs> Like I was looking for like, you did something to him for revenge. Well, maybe he, maybe she did. Maybe she had to pop it. Oh my God. <laughs> pop it. Yeah. I don't think you do that. Oh, y you do. You do not pop hemorrhoids. Yeah, you do. Is that like the medical treatment for a hemorrhoid? It's not a zit. <laughs> what are you talking about? You pop them? I've never seen one. I don't think your audience wants to hear this. Do they? Oh, maybe not. I okay. don't know. It's it very gay. It's a very gay. I'm going to throw it. <laughs> No, no, I'm you can edit this out, maybe. I uh, don't know. Fuck that. I'm not editing this back. <laughs> hey, guys, guys, listen. Okay, I know you have a lot of straight guy listeners, so if you need advice on hemorrhoids, go ahead and DM me. I'll help you. Oh. I have a lot of experience. Okay. <laughs> this must be the way men feel when we talk about our period, how I feel right now. That's <laughs> I'm hilarious. Like nauseous. I think everybody feels this way right now, Kate. I mean, I have friends that have had hemorrhoid operations. I didn't know you Operations? Could... Yeah, you're not supposed to pop them. They're supposed to remove them. Oh. Burn them or something. Well, I'm still alive, so there you go. <laughs> I didn't say it would kill you, but <laughs> I just feel like, you know, sometimes if you pop a zit, they say it can get infected. What if you infect your butt? Forget it. This is disgusting. I feel, okay. It's still usable, so there you go. Oh, God. I can't believe I made Kate Quigley gag. I know. I feel a little sick. Yeah, but wow. To be fair, I already felt sick before. I burned my hand. I think I'm having... With soup. Yeah, I know. It was not a good moment. Um, that's why I don't cook. I'm a microwave chef. I don't really cook. What, what did you cook? Did you actually put it... soup. On a pot? Yeah, like I, I, won't, I won't say from scratch because I bought... Canned I soup. I had here in my apartment. Are you ready? Sometimes I buy it like Trader Joe's, just the chicken broth to have around in case I just want something hot, you know? Yeah. So I had a box of like chicken broth. And then in the freezer, I had like cooked, pre-cooked chicken strips, like not like chicken nuggets, like grilled chicken strips yeah. and frozen veggies. So I put it all on the stove in a pot and I put in like garlic and I don't know, whatever. That's cooking. I cook, dude. 
And then, you, co- you actually cook? Yeah. Like, for real? No, I mean, I cooked yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cook. But the point is, I made the soup. I'm all proud. I put it in a bowl. And then I'm walking through my kitchen to come out here. And I just, I don't even know how I kind of stumbled. Like, I don't know. I, I looked down. Like, did I trip on something? There's nothing there. But it just, like, splattered over onto my hand. It was so hot. It burned my hand. Catherine, maybe it's the, it's the same ghost that had the music playing in your bedroom that you couldn't find, remember? I know, I know. I, think I, I don't think I have a ghost. I think I might, be, I might have bad voodoo. Bad z- <laughs> Didn't you go see a shaman? I went to see a shaman. Yeah. Yeah, well, I thought that I was cleansed. But then, you know. You got to keep going back. I'm not sure. I don't know. Do you think that um, wizards can cast spells? <laughs> I thought we were staying off the topic, Catherine. No, but I'm just saying you're talking about, <laughs> I've had some weird shit go on. Whatever. I don't think that's, I don't know what it is, but all I do know is um, I burn my hand a little and I think that's why I'm, I feel a little nauseous today. Yeah. We also worked out hard. We worked out hard. We, we did the ballet thing. I took Aiden to Barbosa Method. It's not ballet, but it's similar, right? Oh my God. It's the hardest class ever. I tell everybody because I post photos of it and they're like, you're always like just laying on the floor. I'm like, you don't understand. No. It's so hard. Yeah. And this girl, Stephanie, she'll come around and she'll be like 90 degrees, hips down, legs up. And I'm like, oh my God. I know. She fixes you. And you know what's cool about it is I've been going there for now about two years, I think. And, uh. It's one of those courses where it can be as hard as you push yourself. Yeah. Because like a lot of it is flexibility and and like um, what's it called? Isometrics where you isolate certain muscle groups. So mm-hmm. the harder you like turn out your leg or straighten your leg or stretch further, the harder the workout is. But you can also be lazy and slack through it if you want to and it's not as good. So my point is it never you never reach the peak of it. No. It's still hard and I'm still like it's still making me stronger. It's, it's crazy. literally walking. Like there was an ex, there was a point in class where it's like, okay, you have to walk across. And I was like, oh, walking. No, it's walking. Yeah, she teaches you to like walk in proper alignment. And I mean, it is really, she's amazing. And we're giving her like a free ad right now, but yeah. she's, she's so good. If you're in LA, you should definitely check it out. I've been trying to get her to franchise because I just she believe in it. She should franchise. Yeah, I mean, she's literally created this workout. And get this, like she has... The reason she started it is she has a lot of patients that are like uh, bedridden or older folks or people that can't go to a gym. They need to be on the ground. And it's crazy. Like I've seen people that have been coming in that have like older women that have lost weight, gotten in shape, are like happier. It's crazy. So it's really cool. And you rescued me from last night, which, wait, that was my crazy. We have to talk about it. Tell it. Okay. Last, okay, so I was, you know how I like get a little sad or whatever? Well, we all get sad. Okay, you know that guy? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, this is, I think this, I was in a low state yesterday. Okay. So if that remember, was you low, you, you were still pretty chipper. I was pretty, ch- I mean, always chipper, but, oh my God. So you know that guy that gave me, t- oh, am I allowed to, okay. Say so, whatever you want. All right, so check it out. I, I told you this, you remember this, but the audience doesn't know. I hooked up with the guy once who uh, we were, mm-mm. We took like GHB together, <laughs> which is the date rape drug. It is. It's the date rape drug. Roofies. Roofies. But you we ro- gave it to ourselves. Joey Diaz told me that people used to do that. He was like, we used to, we used to like the date rape drug used to be a party. You give it to each other on purpose. I'm yeah, like, it's a what party. Are you talking yeah. About? 
Except he gave me too much. Did I tell you about this? He gave me too much. And so I got like, yes. I was laying there and he was like, get out. You know, he was like me. And I was like trying wait, wait, to recover. Wait, what do you mean you were laying there? Didn't you say you fell asleep? I fell asleep on him while sex. I was having sex wait. and I'm the bottom. So I don't know how the hell that happened. Yeah, hold on. Aiden calls me. He's like, Kate, I feel so bad. I fell asleep during sex. And I was like, aren't you the bottom? And he was like, I know. I'm like, how do you fall asleep with a dick in your ass? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way I'm it's, falling that's, asleep. That date, I mean, I'm not recommending date rape drugs for people, but I mean, that, I guess that really worked. the use of date rape drugs. That really works though, I guess, because he could have had sex with me all night. I wouldn't have known. Oh my God, don't do that. <laughs> I know, don't do that. But, but then- Wait, but what is the point of taking it? You just take a tiny bit and what does it do? Oh, it makes you feel great. I'm like, ooh. Isn't it a quail? Isn't it quaaludes? Yeah, oh, it's amazing. I thought they stopped making those. Oh, I mean, it's, the I new mean legally- they The probably, new quaaludes are roof, roof a hip, however you say it, roof a hip, no. I don't know, that's too technical for me. <laughs> no, listen, I'm like a drug, I'm like a pharmacist you over know. here. <laughs> I'm like, I just call it Molly. I don't know. I should have called you, Catherine. <laughs> what happened? Uh, no, seriously. Rohypnol? Rohypnol. That's what it's called. Yeah. Well, th- there's a reason it's called roofies. It's like roofie is short for ro. ro- I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to us for like, this is not why you want to. <laughs> don't do drugs. Uh, seriously. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. No, I'm serious because we both agreed that when we don't do drugs. Okay, well, we talked last night. <laughs> And we both agree. Well, we'll get wait, there. Wait, Keep wait, going wait, with your. Wait. So that guy. Yeah. Okay. So yesterday I was feeling like so like uh this was so crazy. Yesterday I was like oh I was like well I had fun with him the first few times I guess I'll hit him up and then, so I sent him a text message saying hey like what's up. Wait a second. Wait a second. This you haven't seen him since he kicked you out because yeah, you fell that's asleep. That's right. And then you text him and I know and you're like what's up? Yeah. Well that's okay because after I threw up all over that guy condo in vegas next time i was in town i was like hey need somebody to puke all over your place again <laughs> i love you I really oh my god wait it's okay. oh no your hand i'm it's so fine. sorry you i gave her a high me. five you're and fine. i tried to you're fine i'm so sorry kate it's fine okay but anyway um so that was pretty bad that was pretty that was a low i was like wow i'm pretty that's pretty bad i don't think that's a big deal because it's not well first of all this guy was just a dude you were hooking up with. He wasn't like a guy you were dating or had yeah, feelings but, for. I mean, really? I was laying there for an hour and a half and I fell asleep while he was fucking me and I texted him back. That's pretty bad, Catherine. First of all, you guys were taking quaaludes. <laughs> He's the one who dosed it. He dosed it. Yeah, he knocked you out. <laughs> you didn't fall asleep because he was bad. You fell asleep because you were on drugs. Yeah. He can't be mad about that. He was mad. I can't believe he kicked you out he, on quaaludes. He didn't, he didn't <laughs> kick me out. He was nice, but like, he was angry. He was like, what about me? You fall asleep. What about me? Well, it's a big deal. It's not He's like- He's kind of a dick. That's why you I like mean, he, him. He was, a, he was a dick. I don't even really like him. I mean, like, I like him on drugs. You know when you have sex with somebody? <laughs> Jesus like, like, I like, I, you know when you have sex with somebody, like, under the influence? Yes. We just talked about this before the podcast yeah. started. It's great. But sober, I would never be able to stomach sleeping with them sober. Yeah, there have been a couple times I've hooked up with someone either on drugs or buzzed. And I'm like, I think it's good. And then sober, I see him somewhere and I'm like, oh, no, I, I don't even think I like them. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So uh, that's I'll normal. be honest, you know, the Joe situation, like, I, you know how, like, I was like really into Joe. Yeah. Every single time we were drunk or 
you know, something, Yeah. you know? And then one weekend we were like, okay, let's try not doing any. And then it just, it was not. So maybe it was all fake. I don't know. It wasn't fake. Sometimes I think that, well, maybe I'm just choosing to believe this because it helps me be more happy. But I think that when someone's high or drunk, the things that they say and feel, I think they do mean it in the moment, but they're coming from a place of like extreme euphoria, depending on the drug or whatever, right? right. So like, if someone's like, I love you, you're the best thing ever, blah, 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 whatever, or then they get sober and they don't feel all that. It, I don't think it necessarily means they were lying, but I think it's it's all very heightened. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like you might be in love with a pillow if you're on enough drugs. That's right. You're like, wow, this pillow, I could marry this pillow. I could fuck this pillow That's forever. That's so funny. But it's the truth. And then you sober up and you're like, I fucked a pillow? Holy <laughs> shit. But you met it in the moment. Right. I think that's the problem though with, I don't know, I personally think that like bringing drugs into a, like look, if it's a one night stand, you're in Vegas, you fucked up, you hook up with someone. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's one thing, but if it's someone that you actually want to see, I don't think you should have sex on anything the first time. Maybe a drink. <sighs> because the problem is then it's like you are setting, like you, if that's how you start it, right? then what if you start to really like the person and you get sober and you find out sober, there's not a lot of chemistry. And the numbers, okay, the numbers game is like this. Like, you know, like, you know, guys like, Hmm. Okay, so sometimes I'm like, I'm going to hook up with guys and uh, under the influence, right? Like yeah. I hook up with, with the purpose of going like under the... Am I allowed to talk about this? Is this like illegal or something? I can talk about this, right? This is a podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't say that you don't incriminate yourself. Well, my best friend's father is like the chief of police and like... Well, I mean, you're not going to get, like, you're not saying, like, I have, you know, 45 kilos of blow in my That's apartment. That's so funny. I do not. No. But here's the deal. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to hook up with this guy, and I know I'm going to hook up under the influence or drunk or whatever, right? Sure. I know I'm going to do that. But when I do that, like, the guys that come around end up being habitual. So they're doing this, like, five, six times a day. It's kind of rare to find Holy five, shit. six times, like, a, a week. Day? Oh, I'm oh. sorry. Five, six times a week. <laughs> a day. I mean, probably. That's still mm -hmm. a lot. That's still a lot. Five, but six are times you a week. surprised? Because think I'm, about it. If you're an addict... You're right. a drug addict, yeah. and your addict mentality is probably the same for sex. But honestly, I I'm not I'm not making this up, and you know this, Catherine. I talk to you all the time. I'm sorry. I, I call her Catherine. That's it's my fine. pet name. I Don't like everybody start calling her Catherine because that's my nickname for yeah. Catherine. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> keep talking. Okay, but anyway, so um, like I really, honestly, I do it like what like. Once a while, like it's not like yeah. I do it every single day. I no. have stuff going on, I have comedy shows or whatever. But like these guys are doing it every single day, so you never know where you're catching them. You don't know if you're catching them on like their three day binge, oh or if you're catching them like at the beginning or wherever. And then their person, like you talk to them for like five minutes in between, like pillow talk, and their lives are a mess. Like this one guy's like, I have this guy living with me and I've been married to him, but I can't kick him out because he doesn't have health insurance. And, and, but I, 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 I might be interested in dating people, but I have this guy and he's really jealous and he threatened to commit suicide. It's like that level. Are you it's surprised? Like, 
I'm not surprised. These guys, you're, I, I, this is so funny that you're even like, you're like, so these guys do tons of drugs, fuck five, six days a week, have nothing else going on in their life, but wow, they are a mess. I mean, the, the, this one guy was like, I have a guy living on my couch and uh, he's my friend. We don't have anything going on. Oh, and by the way, in the middle of sex, by the way, my friend texted me. He's in the neighborhood and I really love him. He's going to work on a few like things like fixing the TV while we have sex in the room. That's no. all right, right? Yeah, man. Shut it's like that level. Has that happened? Yes. You guy came over to fix a TV. He just was trying to get a threesome going. Another, and, I, and I told him, I was like, are you trying to get a threesome? And he was like, no, that would be pretty ham-handed. And then he walked in and What's it was ham-handed like- ham-handed mean? You know, pretty, you know, awesome? obvious. 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 Like, oh. Yeah. But then he walks in, guess what? He's like- an Asian guy that kind of looks like me. And was he and naked like, wearing a tool belt? Ah! <laughs> was this and like he, a porno? The, the, the speaking, he was like, Harold, I am whatever, Ying or whatever his name was. It was like something How Asian. racist. I'm Asian, I can say it. <laughs> so I was like, hello. I was in a towel. He walks in and he's like, Harold. And I'm like, hello. And then. And then? And then it's awkward. And Did then, you guys hook up? No, not with him. I was not into the threesome. Did he fix the TV? I don't know what he was doing. He was like, let's close the door. So like, we were having sex in the room while that guy was out there. And clearly, I think there's some kind of triangulation thing happening. And then there was this other guy, Catherine, I could write a book. There was this guy who I came over and he was like, oh yeah, my friend's staying with me. That's cool, right? And there's this like young kid. Like I'm, I'm not, not kid, like 12 years old. I'm th- like 22, right? And he walks in and he's like, um, I'm staying on the couch. And I'm like, walking out of the bathroom naked and he was just there and i was like what like oh my god and uh, you know how how i almost hooked up with a homeless guy i told you that everyone's done that oh have we (laughs) oh yeah you have right you have a joke about it everybody i know in la has dated someone homeless (laughs) it's crazy like there's just because in la you either make it or end up homeless that's not true. It's kind of true. Is it? I don't know. Or you leave. <laughs> How, don't you know? Everybody I know in LA at some point has been like either couch hopping or living in a car, even if it's for a week or something. Yeah, yeah. There's always some crossover between apartments, between jobs. It's insane. Kath, Catherine. I've never been homeless. I'm talking about, uh, I was in Reno last weekend. and You almost hooked up with a homeless guy in Reno? Yes! Yes, Catherine. This I, he didn't look homeless from Grinder. He showed up and <laughs> look. <laughs> Wait, I have a, I have a joke about meeting a homeless guy on Tinder, and you met one on Grinder. Grinder. You guys, this is what happens on dating apps. You don't know who the fuck you you're talking don't know. to. Okay, tell the story. He wasn't okay. Like so he so he had no, he walked and he had no teeth and he wasn't smiling in the photos and I thought he was just moody, but it turned out he had no teeth. So he wait was a covered. second. Yeah. When you say he walked in, you actually met. I up? met him at the at the at the lobby of the Harrah's. Okay, and. <laughs> First, I have to paint a picture of homeless people in Reno. Oh my God. Like the homeless people in Reno are a special kind (laughs) of homeless people because they're like one, they are really crazy. And I don't like want to say like, I'm not dogging homeless people, but like, I'm never scared anywhere. I'll walk down Southside Chicago alleys by myself, but yo, Reno at night. It's like everybody's missing an arm, missing teeth. Yeah. Like everybody looks desperate. 
that's homeless. I don't mean like everybody he, in Reno. He was ho- he was desperate. What part of um, town did he live in? <laughs> he didn't have. A, he walked. In, oh my god! I can't make this up. He walked into the the lobby of the Harrahs and the security saw him walking in and he was so obviously homeless that the security was like, you can't be in here. And then I had to intervene and say, he's with me. You have to show me his grinder. <laughs> I deleted the app. I deleted the app. I, I'm not going on grinder anymore. After that, I was so traumatized. And then I met, met up with him. He's like, hey, man. Like, Wait, he came in and he got kicked right out? And no, then- he was going to get kicked out, but they stopped. Oh, you saved him? Yeah, I was like, no. Like, You're like, that's my date. I felt bad. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad. Look, it's my responsibility. Yeah. And, I, you know, that would be a real asshole of me. So yeah, then I, I hope was, you bought him a meal at least. I gave him 20 bucks. Good for you. And I said, okay, like if you sit at the penny slots and you bet one cent, they can't kick you out. So you can just Aww. sit here forever and then keep ordering drinks. And then did you like hang out with him at all? No, I left. Oh. <laughs> I was very sad. That's really nice that you gave him 20 bucks to gamble with. And he actually lives Well, out- it was going to be him or me. I was going to gamble with it. So <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and if you win, you have to split it with me. <laughs> So, like, he actually lives... God, living outside in Reno in the winter would be brutal. It And I was stranded there because uh, I, I couldn't drive... I don't mean you. Up. I mean the homeless guy. I know, Catherine. <laughs> I was stranded there because of the snow. And so it was, like, snowing really bad is my point. And you so drove was, to Reno. I drove to... I oh love driving. God. I love driving. I hate it. You do? Well, here's the thing. I used to love road trips. Uh-huh. But I don't know if the people know this. The people, the listeners, <laughs> or you. But, like... um. When I was married, I used to do a lot of marketing tours where I would be kind of the talent, like the MC for uh-huh. events, and my ex would produce the events. So when we would do these tours, sometimes we would fly, but very often it would be one of those things where it's like you start in California and you kind of go through all the major markets across the country and we would drive. So I have literally driven, I mean, I've been to 49 states. Wow. I have driven through every state in America except for North Dakota. That's the only state I haven't been to. Let's go to North Dakota, Kate. Let's go do a show there. I'm serious. I am let's serious just go, too. Let's just do, let's, I want to knock it off my bucket list. Let's do it. Let's do it. For Fuck real? it. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening to this in North Dakota, we need a venue. Yeah. <laughs> let's really do it. That'd be so fun. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, so I used to love road trips. And then just after that, it was like, I was living out of a car for real for like, not, I mean, we had an address, but we were never there. Catherine, that sounds fun. It actually was dope. One of the tours we got was a national parks tour. So I camped in national parks for 16 weeks. Wait, 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 camp like tent. Like, Oh, shoot. it was awesome. That doesn't sound cool to me. I love camping. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, what's weird. I was like, did they give you an RV? (laughs) Well, technically what happened was they, I mean, now I can say it's been a really long time. We probably would have got fired, but like they gave us hotel per diem, you know, I I forget what it was, but it was like, we both had a hotel per diem, but then we were like, oh, we both love camping. So we were like, why don't we just camp and save the money? So we camped six nights a week for 16 weeks in different parks. Wow. And at first I was like you, I was like, I want to shave my legs. I'm a girl. Like, where am I going to shower? Like once a week we'd get a room and I would shower at all the, but it's once you start doing it, first of all, well, before the whole government shut down, that's why I get so upset about the park stuff because one, like they maintain the campgrounds. You can shower there. You can, you can do everything there. But also 
I have never been happier in my entire life than once I got about three weeks into that. Wow, really? Yeah, because one, you hardly have cell service in most of the parks. Wow. So you can't be constantly on social media all day. Right. You can't be getting like constant messages from people. It really forces you to sort of, you had to make a point to go to a place where you could check your phone. So you mm. do it less. Also, your body clock becomes proper. When the sun comes up, you wake up. When the sun goes down, you get drowsy. Really? Yeah, I would fall asleep at like nine o'clock every night and wake up at like 6.30 in the morning. Oh my God. Yeah, and I was in the best shape of my life because my job, this was so dope. I wish I could do it again. My job was to make fun videos of doing cool shit in the national parks. That's amazing. Yeah, it was to promote, it was actually for a car company, bizarrely, but uh, they wanted to show that even though they weren't an American car manufacturer, that they supported America. So they basically made this huge donation to the parks, and then they were like, hey, look how cool these parks are. It was, I would hike like 15 miles a day, raft, rappel, rock climb. It was the best job I ever had. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't know you were so outdoorsy. I'm so into that. I miss that. That's what's hard about, that's where my struggle is with comedy. Because it's such a nighttime profession, and I'm really a lot happier when I'm like getting sunshine and I'm outside. So I'm trying to find a balance. Wow. Yeah. But anyway. Maybe we should do a camping comedy tour. Dude, I want to go. You know where I want to go that I haven't been? There's this park called, uh, well, there's two parks, Banff and Jasper. They're in Canada. Okay. I've never been. They're amazing. And they do comedy in one of the lodges or something. Let's do it. We should totally go. <laughs> I like how we're planning our, our comedy careers on the podcast. These people yeah. are tuning in. But anyway, support your parks. That's the point of that. And that's why I got upset about, you know, the government shutdown just sucks because somebody's got to take care of the parks. Y- Even yeah. though they're like, I know it's regular land, but trash, people are still going to go. It's not like you can't get in. You can yeah. get in from you a million ways. You can get in anywhere, ways. yeah. Yeah, so people are going to leave trash and animals are going to- I just get, don't pay attention at all. Is it still shut down? I don't even know. That's funny because I don't know either. I was, actually <laughs> wonder, I was actually wondering that the other day. I was like, did yeah. they ever- I, I'm not sure. I feel like it is only because they finally stopped bothering me about my tax audit. Like I stopped oh, getting- really? <laughs> I stopped getting letters. I'm like, hey, maybe it's great that the government's closed. <laughs> anyway, so- um. But you and I last night, so you called me. We're so on the same page right now. Yeah. It's insane. I called you and then you were folding laundry and I was folding laundry. I was like, oh my God. And also we were, today was amazing because I told Aiden he needs to do like a dick detox like oh, I did. No God. dick November. It was the oh. best thing I ever did. Really? Yeah, because listen, you guys can relate. Everybody, when they go through a breakup or... You lost your, I mean, your guy yeah, died. I know, I know. So when you lose someone, um, most people do what you're doing and what I did, which is just keep hooking up and dating and because yeah. and, it prolongs really dealing, dealing with the with pain. Yeah. And trust me when I tell you, I was married 10 years. I've now been single, let me think, five, about five and a half years, I think, five years, something like that. I didn't really deal with my divorce till I feel like this year. Okay, and I mean, that's through No Dick. Once I got into No Dick November and I started talking to the shaman and like really, I just, because here's what the thing is, every time I would date a guy, yeah, uh, I would compare that guy to my ex-husband. I'm totally doing that with Mike. Yeah, 
And also I would, when I would, when it would end with that guy or they'd pull away or whatever would happen, I would always feel like I was, I was crying about that breakup, but I was also still crying about the divorce. Like there was right. part of me that was still like, Oh, this breakup sucks. And I still miss him. It was weird because I didn't want him back necessarily. My ex, it was just more like I hadn't dealt with the guilt and the yeah. right. So finally I, I took the month off dating and it wasn't just dating you guys. It was like engaging with men. It was really like, I didn't send any naked photos. I didn't like even flirt. And it's the first time I ever really realized that I'm fine without a guy and I'm happy without a guy. But can I ask you some questions then? Yes. (laughs) (sighs) I'm just horny, Kate. So am I. Are you kidding? This is the longest I've ever gone without sex in my entire life. Okay, so then, like, how do you manage that end I of masturbate. It? I know, it sucks, but the, here's the thing. The longer I've gone without it, the less I just want to fuck some, like, rando. Really? Yeah, because you know why? I'll tell you why. Because, okay, you know this. Since No Dick November, there have been a couple guys that have come along that I was, like, flirting with for a moment. Because I didn't flirt with anyone through... November, but then I started thinking, okay, I can get back on the market again. Started talking to guys before I even fucked any of them. There's always something that would start to be like, ugh, he's not doing this. He's not making plans. He's annoying me in this way, whatever it was. And the first few times, I'm like, wow, I was really a lot more productive and happy when I wasn't dealing with the bullshit of dating. So instead of trying or instead of like, the usual thing I would do, which is, well, this is annoying about him, but I like these things, so I'll see if I can make it work. Instead, I'm not trying to make it work. Yeah. The minute I start to be like, this is going to annoy me, I just cut him off because I don't, I'm just, I'm finding that I'm happy enough with nobody. So unless they're going to be fun and add a lot, I could fuck them, but then I have to deal with the other bullshit that comes with fucking them. I sound like a man. Well, like, can I ask you, like, have you had sex a lot since No Dick November? None. You've had no... Wait a minute. Hold on. You didn't tell me this. Yes, no I, sex at all since No Dick November at all? Zero zip. Nothing. Nothing. Not even in the mouth. <laughs> or, nothing. Or, nothing. Nothing. I haven't even kissed a guy. Shit, man. Since No Dick November. Catherine. Well, I was kind of... Tra- Look, you know, I was kind of traumatized by the last thing the last guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just... Totally. But but instead of my usual pattern of half handling that trauma and replacing him with someone else, yeah, I was like, I'm going to actually feel it. And okay. like, kind of enjoy feeling it. Learn, yeah. learn what these feelings really are about. Yeah. Plus, I had that shit go down with my dad and I had a lot of things happen at once and it just... I don't know, man. I just... I want to, um, yes. Am I dying to have sex? Yeah, <laughs> I really am. But there's just nobody to me who's worth it right now. Maybe it's my age and I'm changing. I don't know. I'm a girl, but like meaningless sex is just starting to bore me. Okay. All right. So what? Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Let's talk about this. Okay. Can we talk about the Palm Springs Valentine's yeah, Day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So here's Aiden, okay? Because you're a dude, but in some ways you're kind of like a chick. Uh, but I don't think you're that different from a straight guy. I think straight guys pretend they don't have feelings about fucking, but I think they often get a little... Here's the thing. Aiden acts like he can just have meaningless sex, but it's very rare that you actually have meaningless sex because uh, every time you end up like dating this person or at least not saying... Not every time. Okay, well, not every time. That's true, but... Just Joe. No. Okay, Palm Springs guy. So Palm Springs guy is supposed to be a hookup. Aiden meets this guy. He's a hookup. They meet on an app. He's like, we don't have that much in common. I don't know what I can say. Is he going to listen to this? I don't think so. He's like, we don't have that much in common. He's cute, but the sex is eh, whatever. And, but... The sex is pretty good. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but it's not like your whole thing is like, it has to be, I have to have great sex and it can... The point is, you're already, you already went to see him for Valentine's Day and then you were like, not that into him, but then you were like, but I don't know, he is nicer. It's almost like you just would rather be with someone that you're kind of into than just be alone. <sighs> but where am I going to get good sex, Catherine? Well, I know you don't have to drive to Palm Springs for I it. I know, <laughs> but guys in LA kind of suck. I mean, do you... I don't see this is hard for me to relate because I used to feel like that. But after no, I'm telling you, here's okay. Here's my challenge. Okay. Try it for a month. Okay. So no dick for a month, just a month. Okay. It's not, I'm telling you, it's like drugs and alcohol. It, you'll crave it every once in a while. You'll miss it. You know, I love blow. I miss yeah, it. Yeah. But I'm, happier i'm more productive i feel better i feel healthier yeah. i'm getting more shit done yeah sex is just your blow <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> exactly Aww. i just feel like you should and also it's just a good challenge mentally like see what happens to your mind because you know what happened for me too mm. i started writing more jokes about other things Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I've started doing more bits about other things. My tweets aren't all about sex. Like it's really opened me up to a world of there's more out there. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. That's my advice. Okay. Can you do it? One month without, you're a sex addict. If you can't go one month, I'm without a sex, sex addict. Yeah, I kind of am. Maybe we should go to sex meetings. Uh, I don't mean like fun ones where you fuck. <laughs> called a party <laughs> okay you know what i should be you, you know what you know what does happen for me is like okay the, the, the context is my boyfriend right so my boyfriend passed away what nine months ago we had like the best relationship we were like the type that would wear matching shirts they like, were so perfect for each other and you were basically married we were we were married you were together how long we had a dog. Uh, uh, we were together for five years. Yeah, and they lived together. They were married. Yeah, we had a we had a puppy, and then like a lot of things happened. So he ended up getting cancer, and he passed away. And then I had to give away the dog, and then I had to move. And so it was like kind of like a really big year last year. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Massive. so then I ended up with this guy who I bounced back with named Joe, who was kind of all wrong for me. Uh, but then. I guess I'm still, I still am kind of stabilizing. I don't feel like I'm like 100% stable, you know? Of course not. Yeah. You were with him five years. It's been nine months. Yeah. And also, truly, I mean, I 
was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, you're so upbeat and you're like me. You always look for the positive in things. That's why I love you. You know, you look for the positive in everything and that's a great trait, but it's also like you really, really were mourning the way people expect to see someone mourn. Like for a month or two, I saw it. Like you would call me, you know, you'd be crying like normal stuff for when Mm -hmm, someone dies. mm -hmm. But then so fast, it's like, I forget sometimes it even happened because you seem so great, but everybody knows that's not possible that you're great all the time and you're not still feeling it. And I'm sure that there's moments it hits you like a smell or a song or some shit and it hits you. So I think all I know is this. I wish so badly that I had done the work I'm doing now. Yeah. Right after my divorce. Yeah. I mean, I miss Michael all the time. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, it's true. Like, but really, really. Okay. This is the deal. There's nothing I can do about it at this point. There's really, there really isn't anything I can do about it. No. And I do believe in the power of emotional intention and focus where if you go, if you have a problem that you're trying to solve and then you talk about the problem and think about the problem and you look at the, then you're just gonna, you're kind of reopening the wound and you saw a lot, I've seen a lot of people get stuck in that cycle of living in that victim state due yes. to that one event that happened. And I don't want that for myself. Good and I point. actually, what ended up happening was, you know, like when Michael was going through it, I actually did have, I, I thought I might kill myself. I was like, ah, this is, maybe that would be an option. I've never thought that. And yeah. I've never thought that after, but I'm like, okay, if I'm going to stay alive, right. Yep. Then I've got to, and I think happiness is a choice. Yes. It's not so much like, oh, it just happens to you. It's like, okay, you choose to look at things positively. You choose to surround yourself with positive people, happy people. And so if I think about all the events yeah, sure. I look back on how Michael got cancer and the things I had to go through in the hospital and, and, and everything that I had to do. I could think about that. Or I could think about spending my time with you right now, Catherine, recording this podcast or taking that really hard ballet, whatever class that we took today, the bar, Barboza. Barboza. And it's a choice. It's a choice of mental focus. And so I work every day trying to focus on that. That's, that's so true. That's so true. I'm it's trying. So true. No, that's, no, I totally agree. But with- sometimes it sneaks up on me. Like it, it's like, but then when I focus on it too much, I end up just, if I get into, okay. So if I, if I feel sad and I either distract myself or I either talk to you and kind of like, you know, like get my feeling back up, I can revisit the issue in a positive way. Like I think about, I think back on Michael from a positive vibration standpoint and go, Oh, Michael, I'm so grateful that you're here or, or that I had my five years with you. Yes. I miss you. I love you. But if I folk, if I feel sad about Michael and I don't distract and I think about all of those traumatic things that I went through and think about it and think about it and think about it, guess what's going to happen? I just get down, 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 down. And I can't approach that situation from a place of gratitude. Yes. So that's, that's that's, true. That's why I'm doing that. that, That's why it looks like from the outside, I'm doing fine, but I'm, I'm just trying not to, I'm just doing great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent agree with you. No, totally. Because it's like he, 
first of all, he's gone. You're right. It's not the same as a breakup because it's not like you regret something you did and you want him back or you're, he's, he died. So I think you're totally right with all that. I guess I just, I guess for me looking at you as a friend, it's like, God, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Like the way you're fucking, the way you deal. I mean, the fact is that like you, even when you're down can lift me up. So you're just so bright. Your light is so bright. But Whatever. then, Catherine, I did just take a bunch of GHB and passed out on a guy and texted him back. So how well am I really doing? <laughs> that's just a Saturday night. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. It's like I went through a phase after my divorce ended where I went to fucking masquerade sex parties and I hooked up with athletes and like I just, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. And even if you wanted to keep doing it, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just challenging you. Forget Michael and all of it. Forget Mm -hmm. all of it. I'm just challenging you like as an exercise, could you... I just don't think there should be something in your life that's that necessary yeah. to keep you stable other than you. That's what it is. It's like, listen, you know what? This past weekend, I had Jack with me, Jack Jr. He opened for me, right? But it was weird because I I said, it's so great having him. I love having him. But it was like, I can go on the road now by myself and not feel lonely and not feel sad anymore. I used to not be able to do that. Also this weekend, there was one point where I looked at my phone and I was like, weird. Only one guy text me all weekend. That's like into me one guy. And it was one text and I'm not really into him. So I just kind of wrote back like a real short, like LOL. Cool. Like kind of a blow off, you know? Mm And I was like, this is, I've changed so much that I can go on the road, not be lonely, read, write, do a podcast, not be like flirting with a bunch of guys or feel sad about being, I don't know. I just, but I feel like I just want you, I feel so much more empowered because I'm comfortable alone. And that's what I want for you. So it's not even about Michael. It's just, I, I, I want you to feel that. I will say this. I think that I do. I mean, I, I see my tendencies in a way and, and just to verbalize it is good. It's like whenever I feel un, whenever I feel I get into a state where I'm sad about Michael and I don't catch my emotions right away and it kind of go, goes and I'm like, oh, like I'm in that state or something happens that makes me feel vulnerable. I turn to texting guys. I turn to trying to get laid uh, as a way to, I, I totally get it. I used to do that too. Yeah. I used to do the same thing or like if I felt like I was losing someone or even, even like friends, even it just, I've just in general feeling like you're okay. Feeling like if you got dropped off in the woods for a few weeks, would you survive or go crazy? I mean, I don't mean like skills. I don't mean like a woodsy ah, skill set. Because I'd be fucked. You'd be fucked. Ah. <laughs> oh my God. Kate would be the man for sure. I would be like, can I eat these berries? And you're like, no, those are pointless. Have you ever been in. camping? Never. Uh, we have to go and like oh, film the entire You trip. would not be happy. I don't think we'd be friends afterwards. Why? I, because I'm... I don't know. Can I bring coffee? Of course. <laughs> really? You can have coffee on the camping trips? Dude. We, yeah. <laughs> First of all, we, co- we cook over.
over a campfire. I'm awesome at cooking on a fire. Okay. I am so good in the woods. If I lived in the woods, I would kill it. Really? Yeah, I'd probably be more successful at living in the woods than I am at this. <laughs> do you think we could do like naked and afraid and you'd survive? Like, do you think you'd, yeah. you'd do okay? I'd be fine. Really? Totally. Wow. I'd probably get pregnant. <laughs> I'd fuck a bear. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, we should totally go. Also, by the way, mm. there's lodges in the parks. So, like, even if you're camping, you can go You go sit in, like, the cutest lodge with, like, a view of the mountains and drink hot cocoa. Yeah, I just don't want bug bites. There's lots of places you can go that don't have many okay. bugs. Asians have bug bite allergies, and I get these huge welts. You know, one time I got, I, I got um, a bunch of... Oh, here's another sad Wait, hookup story. Asians are allergic to bugs more than all the rest of us? Yeah. I don't think that's I th real. I think that's right. Asian listeners. No. Text Kate and let them know about Asian, let her know about Asian skin. Or not text Kate, or you know what I mean, tweet or whatever. I dated uh, a Chinese guy and I don't remember him having a bug bite issue. Really? Yeah. Oh, maybe it's just me then. Yeah. <laughs> my, my skin's sensitive. I like how you're putting it on all the Asians. <laughs> so far today, Aiden has offended the lesbian community and now the Asian. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's true. It just, just doesn't go away. Do you know what I think? What? I swear to God. I think when I was a kid, I got eaten constantly by bugs. Mm. Then somewhere around college, it stopped. Even when I would go on the road and be in the buggiest places, they would never bite me, but they would always bite my ex. And you know what I think it is? What? Sugar. Sugar. I don't eat sugar. I think that they can smell sweet blood. Ooh. Because I never eat added sugar. I eat fruit, but I never eat... Never? No. Do you eat, like, scones? No. I'm Donuts? I'm also gluten-free. Oh, my God, Catherine. But the gluten-free thing isn't, like, for fun. It's, like, since I was yeah, young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point is, I think that that's why, if you eat a lot of sugar, like, maybe you eat a lot of, like, you know, sweet and spicy. I try not to. Uh, spicy. I eat a lot of spicy. Maybe, well, I, that's the sweet part. Teriyaki. <laughs> Who's offending the Asian community now, Catherine? <laughs> anyway, um, I did suck a Chinese dick for a year, so I can't. I'm. I'm not like there's. You nothing. can. You can. You, you can say whatever you want. Thank you. Yeah, you really. Can. Anyway, so tell me your other bug bite hookup story. Oh my god. Okay, so like I guess he left the window open or something, and there was like. Three Where? mosquitoes at his place. This one guy that I hooked up with. I sound like the dirtiest hoe, which I kind of am. You so are. I'll take Who it. Cares? I kind of am. So like <laughs> there was like three um, uh, uh, mosquitoes, I guess, flying around, and I got bitten so bad that night. And then I went to my friend, and you know what she said? She was like, "Oh my god, Aiden, you look like mm, you remember those biblical times." <laughs> she said it like that. She said, she, "That's my one of my best friends, Jana, and she is." the best person she so, really is but she does not you know what she said i like okay so i worked with her in washington like this was like a week after oh, she's a comedian no oh. she she and i do political consulting work together it, it's weird you know i have a political consulting job right what you know i make bubbles at children's parties i train people for bubbles and i do political consulting sometimes i knew you did bubbles at children's parties which by the way you may not get hired for now you told all the <laughs> roofie story <laughs> No one is hiring Aiden to be with the, around the topic their of the hemorrhoids. <laughs> From bubbles to hemorrhoids. <laughs> the, the, the title of this episode is going to be Quaaludes, Bubbles, and Hemorrhoids. 
<laughs> oh, oh god no. um, it's okay I, I took a job like answering phone calls so i can like start laying off because a couple of times i did bubble shows they were like weren't you the guy in and i was like oh shoot i know that's so hard Ooh. it's like the more you do it's, it's like i give blood at the children's hospital mm-hmm. but i always want to go and play with the kids because mm-hmm. they you know you can go volunteer to play video games with them and stuff but i feel like they would turn me away if they look at my instagram <laughs> I'm so, and I'm like, oh, but it would be good for me like to have that, you know? Mm-mm. Whatever. Anyway. I like this podcast because I could just say whatever. It's yeah, great. this is fun. I know. You know what's funny is like I started the Misfit Island one. I have another episode of that to post, but... Um, a few people, comedians were like, you know, just cause it's called date fails, you can still talk about whatever you want and it's already built up. So why start a second one? So now I'm kind of like, should I just do date fails and just, I think you should just do date fails simply for the fact that it's just so much work. I kind of think the same thing. And honestly, it's like, I can do two date fails episodes a week and they don't all have to be about dating. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, it, it, you know, yeah. Yeah, it, it is, I think so too. Yeah. It's like the Misfit Island is is really, you know, it's a cool concept, but we're pretty much doing it here. It evolves. It evolves. Everything evolves. Everything evolves. You're evolving because you've had no dick and it's changed you. A lot. So, okay, but fine. So, no dick. Now. But I am in the mood now. Ugh. But you know. Here, Not with me, you aren't. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I haven't started fucking my gay friends yet, but it could happen. Uh, That's uh, the first first guy ever who's sitting in front of me. Not with me, you aren't. I know, right? <laughs> I have been turned down, believe it or not. But what? really? Yeah, but by straight guys? Yeah. What's wrong with them? Are they gay? Maybe. I've never been turned down by a straight guy the first time, but I've had straight guys be like, "We should stop doing this." Well, I mean, that's after things happen, right? Yeah, that's after police reports are filed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally kidding. Totally joking. Anyway, all right, well, I really like this podcast, too. I'm trying to think if there's uh, anything. I might have a couple of questions. We could just answer a couple of questions. and then call it. Ooh, there's a feather stuck to my hand. All right. Feathers are supposed to be good signs. Um, Really? Yeah. Well, this one came out of the couch cushion. Oh, good. (laughs) Wherever it comes from. They didn't specify it, but it's supposed to be like, you know, God's with you or something. Actually, you know what? Wait, I got the most fascinating DM. Oh my God. I I have to find it and we have to read it and talk about it. This is the craziest DM a guy's ever sent me. Okay. Hang on. Okay. Okay. I had to get the question. So here it is. This is interesting. This guy writes, hi, Kate. Thanks for the laughs and sharing your life philosophies. I hope you don't mi- I hope you do not mind me asking for advice or clarity. Also, full disclosure, this is the first time I've ever messaged someone on Instagram, but your recent post and podcast uh, date fails about Ryan Adams. It's terrible that you endured this and it sucks that suffering was caused. The conversation got me thinking deeply about the early engagements and interactions in relationships. Like you and Erica mentioned, there was some integrity to his intent and compliments, granted amongst a great deal of strangeness, but for my own benefit, where is the line truly crossed during these times? Is it with the overall intent of the relationship, not manipulating, apologizing when you have hurt someone? The reason I ask this is I also noticed 
your post about Scorpios that I don't really think that has to do with this, but, uh, and the fact that he is a Scorpio also, I am too. I am also a ENTJ personality type, which makes me an intense person. I, I want to make sure I don't hurt people's feelings and I would always apologize. I would never intentionally hurt someone, but being a male ENTJ Scorpio and kind of alpha, I'm occasionally an emotional retard. I'm guessing you are a time poor person given your life, but if you have a moment and could provide a short summary on how to avoid these types of situations for someone like me who is aware of my poor emotional intelligence, but also cognizant of not wanting to expose women to suffering during the early periods of romance or any period actually, please let me know. These stages can be confusing for me. Does this make sense? Thanks in advance. And if you do not have time to respond, I understand. Uh, It's like... First of all, the guy's clearly like thought so much about this. Yeah. That he wrote this. I don't know what I need to look up what E N T J means. Do you know? Uh it's it, it's oh god, I I'll just look I, it up. I'm an ENFP. How do you know? Perception E N T J. Judgment or perception is one. Okay, well anyway, like yeah. E N T J is an abbreviation used. Oh, Myers Briggs. Uh 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 uh. It's Extroversion, intuition, thinking, judgment. Okay. Well, so I'll tell you what I wrote him back, but then let's talk about it because I wrote him back. I didn't go deep into it, you know, but I said, first of all, thank you for the message. It's Mm -hmm. very well thought out. The fact that you would even ask these questions shows that you could not do what he is doing uh, because you're already concerned with the other person's feelings and emotions. Mm -hmm. I was wrong to... This is what I wrote to him. Uh, I wasn't going to talk about Ryan at all on the podcast, but I will tell you what I wrote. I was wrong to say that what he said was genuine because I have learned more now. That was before I discovered everything from the past few days. The lies for me is where the line is crossed. For instance, if you give someone a compliment that you mean in the moment and then later don't feel the same, that's okay. However, if you give that compliment or lie to gain power or control. That is the difference. If you are saying the same things to multiple women at one time with the only goal to manipulate, that is the difference. Mm. If you're making promises you know you won't keep, that is not good. Intensity is fine. It's emotional abuse to lie repeatedly and tell someone they're crazy for thinking you're lying. Mm. So that's what I wrote him back. Yeah. But... It's just, it's, it is interesting though, because like we were saying earlier, yeah. like when drugs are involved or maybe feelings aren't, like some people really just say, spew out their emotions right. at the beginning. And then maybe women later are like, oh, he really love bombed me because he was so into me and he just was giving me all these compliments and affection and da da da. And then sometimes it happens that we sleep with a guy and it changes everything. Right. And we, we go, oh, he just wanted to fuck me. But sometimes there is a moment where they just realize they don't feel it all. Yeah. So it is an interesting question. Like, where's the difference between what's abusive and what's, you know, where is the line, you think? Ownership. I think. What I think there's mean? really, I think... I think there's a big difference in the way that he's posing the question and the way that Ryan is acting. I think the biggest thing that Ryan is doing is he's pretending to be helpless in this situation. I'm an addict. I can't do this. I'm sick. 
I'm all over the place. I'm out of control. And he's presenting that image to you to get you to abdicate responsibility. I love that word abdicate. He abdicates responsibility for anything that he does. This man is looking to take responsibility for what he's doing. He's saying, I would hate to be like this. So what can I do? That's taking ownership of what you're going to be practicing self, uh, you know, mastery to direct your ship. Whereas this guy is selling you the idea that he has no control over his ship Mm. to manipulate. And so I think these are two very different. So it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect, but if you do make a mistake, I have a feeling from the way that he posed the question, he would probably be like, look, I didn't mean to hurt you. This is what I did. I own my end of things. And he wouldn't just let everything go and blame it on his, uh, quote illness or a uh, quote addiction or uh, whatever he's got going on. Yeah. He's going to take ownership. And that's a quality that you want to look for in every solid man. So Ooh, good job, sir. Good job. Aiden. That was, good a, job, that was sir. a good Ted talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And what I wrote you and, and what I said, I think also it's just, you know, The truth hurts sometimes, but what hurts way more and deeper is lies. So for me, it's like, look, if you tell every girl you meet on the second date, you think she's the one, time doesn't matter, you're in love with her, you give her a key to your house, you tell her you want her to stay, like, if you're doing that, if you do that because you meet a girl who's the girl of your dreams and you can't help yourself, that's one thing. If you're doing that to every girl... Because you know that it will make them fall for you or they'll feel... That's, that's, to me, the difference is just your own intention and only you know your intention. Right. So if your intention is to trick them or fuck them and that's it. He's made a career out of this, by the... I still stand by it! I'm so angry because I talked to my ex. You know my ex? I told you about that, right? My ex obsessed with Ryan Adams and every time I would hear him and I'd be like, this man makes me sick, uh... Bob, we'll call him Bob, okay, my ex. Mm-hmm. But like, he's like, I love him. And I'm like, ah, oh, I hate him. And it's because he's made a career of selling you this idea that, oh, I'm so sensitive. I knew it was bullshit. Yeah, if you go back and listen to the episode. <laughs> I, I hated him from the beginning. She said, she said his name on the plane and I went off. You didn't even tell me anything, right? Like I went off about I, him. Yeah, I hadn't even told him anything yet except his name and Aiden just, no, you can't. You absolutely cannot. I fucking hate that guy. If you marry him, I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I have to say this. I wasn't going to mention him at all on here, but now that we just brought it up, I want to say one thing, which is... um. Uh, saying who he was was a hard decision for me, but I felt really strongly about it in the end. And I'm glad that I did. And I was telling Aiden today that there were a couple troll comments that made me kind of stop and go, we can't talk about him anymore because people are saying, you know, there's a big difference between abuse and what you went through and da da da. And which I want to just say for myself, just to say it, I would never in a million years, uh, say someone was emotionally abusing women by name, unless I 100% could say it happened. And like, it can, someone can traumatize you in a week, in a month, in a year. It doesn't matter. So I'm not, I'm, am I a victim? I mean, 
I walked in his house and I kept seeing him. And so, you know, it's like at some point it's easy to go, hey, what the fuck are you doing? You're still engaging with him. Was I perfect? No. But at the same time, uh, unless you've, this whole thing has changed my view of the Me Too movement. I was the last woman on board. Yeah, yeah. I was literally like, guys, look, I mean, everybody, there's different levels of abuse. It's a witch hunt. We're accusing every guy. I was just, I was that chick that was like, sometimes it's true. Sometimes now having gone through what I did, I have to honestly say, I get why people say believe all women or believe all victims, because unless you were in the situation you don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. And it took so much for me to talk about it like this openly. Okay, but do you think, okay, because you're, uh, because I know you to be a person who never wants to hurt anybody. Yeah. Right? You would never do, you wouldn't even hurt, you, you know what I mean? I know that about you. You know that about you. Um, uh, but I, I, I still struggle with that piece. And maybe I'm going to get crucified for this, but I feel like, you know that like um, Indian Aziz Ansari, you know, that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm just like, I read that story and I'm like, mm. me too. And then there wasn't any like other real stories about Aziz that See, came out. Yeah, right. I agree and then, with you. but this one is like, you, you know what I mean? There's like a bunch of women, like a bunch, but look like nobody, you know, nobody's going to come out. I think the difference with that one too, cause mm-hmm. I'm totally with you. Yeah. And, and so I think the difference with that one is she and Aziz told the same story. Yeah. Right. What, what she said happened. He was pretty much like, yeah, but that's, that's not what's happening in this case. Yeah. So like, if I was like, you guys, I went home with Aiden and uh, he told me he was going to give me a TV show and then I fucked him. And then the next day he was like, oh, sorry, I can't put you on that show now. I could go to the press and go, Aiden is telling people he's going to put him on TV to fuck him. And Aiden has a choice. He can either say, "Um, well... I'm not perfect, but those details aren't quite accurate. Or he can say, yes, I had sex with her uh, after I told her I was going to put her on a TV show, and then I decided I didn't want her on the show. That was probably stupid. He could admit it, we, and then we both told the same story, right? But in this circumstance, this guy hasn't admit to doing anything wrong. Well, you're talking to, about Ryan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think and what I'm saying is it's very different. And I, 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 I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I understand why you'd be hesitant about the Me Too movement. I've never officially come out and said like, because it's not my place. I didn't feel like I really had the place to, to be able to talk about the Me Too movement in this way. But like sometimes I, I feel a little bit like there are some people that are not great out there, both men and women. And totally. some women totally like. Women manipulate men too. And like, I totally agree with you. So then what, what do we do? You know what's interesting about the Me Too thing for me now is for me, what I think has been really awesome about this is it has renewed my faith in how good women can be to each other mm-hmm. because this town 
and not just this town, anywhere. Women can be catty to each other. And I think that women have a long history of being like, you know, why is it that girls don't like each other and are jealous of each other and blah, 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 whatever, right? Like this specific story, the Ryan story, every woman, and by the way, for the like doubters or whatever, um, that article was nothing. I mean, I've heard already from many women. Mm -hmm. And so my point is all these women, instead of, you know, coming, instead of avoiding each other and not talking about, like everybody is band together in a way that's so supportive and beautiful and like had each other's backs. And just that to me is really cool. Like I just, I, it's, it's amazing. Cause look, for instance, like I spoke with women that were involved with him at the same time as me that I didn't know yeah. about, right? So that could go two ways. You could go, like, his ex could be like, you bitch, you were in my bed and we weren't broken up yet or we were still, whatever, Well, she'd be talking. an idiot if she did that, don't you think? Well, I, I think- I that would be pretty idiotic. I mean, it would, it would be unfortunate, but do I- Do people do that? I mean, well, are people really that, that basic that I, they do that? Well, I guess what I'm saying is this. Let's say you have a guy and- uh, you're dating the guy and he tells me you're not together. So I fuck him. Right. Right. So you have a choice. You can believe him or me. You could think that I knew and I fucked him anyway because I'm uh, like, you know, someone that's trying to like a homewrecker. Like I like to fuck other people's guys, whatever. You could make that choice, but instead you choose to believe me and you're like, it's not your fault. This is what he does to people. I guess it's just like, it's just shown me how women can choose to believe each other. Right. I don't know. It's just, it's, I've seen just a there lot of There was a women. lot of evidence for, for you too. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like, Kate came out and said something and then they believed her. It wasn't like that. It was like, Kate came out and said something and you have the pictures of the t-shirts and the books and then these other girls came out. and then, So there was enough evidence behind you, of course, to be able to support you. Well, if they didn't support you, they'd be an idiot. And it's not even about like, and that's the thing is for me, it's not even about him because I think that's where people get it wrong. Like the people that have been unsupportive are like, oh, just because he ghosted you, that's not abuse. I'm like, no, no, no. The ghosting isn't the abuse. The, the, to me, it's the lying and then the coming back. And then there's a new number. And then I miss you. And then I block you. It's, it's that back yeah, and forth yeah, of yeah. power. And also, there are things I literally can't say on a podcast or anywhere, things that happened because they're incriminating. And I don't want to get sued and it's like, like, so all I'm going to say is there's always more to a story than what you hear yeah. even on a podcast. Yeah. I'm not going to say everything that happened there. Yeah. But I will say that, um, that he's a wizard, <laughs> <laughs> but see, what's funny is like, there is a piece of me. I won't lie. There's a piece of me that still worries about him. And, and as like sick as that is, and I know what he is and I know what he's doing, but that's the part of me that's like human is like. I hope, I, 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 I wonder. Well, you're just a good yeah. person. I mean, I worry about Farrah Abrams and she was a mess on Teen Moms, you know what I mean? But like, really, I don't even know her. I'm like, oh, like I, and she was like this villain, right? And I'm like, oh, I hope she's okay still. It just makes me sad because I 
Oh, and it's also funny because, you know, people are like, oh, as a fan, I'm so sad. I can't listen to his music anymore. And then I've seen other people tweeting and saying, like, what you should be sad about is these poor women that were involved with him. Fuck the music. And I'm like, I was involved with them and I'm sad. I can't listen. <laughs> so, Good thing I always fucking hated his music. Oh, God. Well, anyway. Shit. Disingenuous. <laughs> See, at the beginning of this, I said, we're not going to talk about it. And then look what happened. Oh, but well, who cares? This is know. my life. It's my life. It's now or never. Uh, all right. Well, this was a great podcast. Tell me what you want to plug. Plug some things. Go. Oh, what am I doing? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, when is this coming out? Um, Tomorrow morning. Okay, fine. February 26th, uh, Hollywood Laugh Factory 27th, the Long Beach Laugh Factory 28th. I'm doing flappers and then... Uh, March 1st, I'm back at the Laugh Factory. So if you want to come see me at any of those, Ooh, DM me. Yeah. I'm on a crazy... Oh my God. I'm The the March 1st show, I am on with freaking Margaret Cho. And they just released a flyer with me right next to her. And I'm like, okay, I can die now. Where is it? At a Hollywood Laugh Factory. March 1st? March 1st. If I'm here... I don't think I'm here. Is that sat Friday? That's a Friday. Damn, I'm out of town. Ah. I would come to it. I love Margaret. I love Margaret. She's, She's so nice. She's so dope. And just so great. I know. I, love her. I adore her. I got to get her on here. Yeah. Yeah. I'll DM her. She follows me on Instagram. <gasps> she, ah! I love her Instagram. Yeah. She posts the dopest. All the photos she posts look like an art piece. I would hang on my wall. They're just amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, for me, you can come see me in Ohio at the Funny Stop, Cuyahoga Falls, March 1st and 2nd. And uh, oh, this weekend, duh, uh, Treasure Island Theater in Vegas. And Woo-hoo! yeah, yeah, it's going to be so fun with Joey Diaz. Yes. Yeah, and then we're in Tucson. I forget the name of the theater there, but that's this Saturday. And then I've got the Funny Stop coming up, Cuyahoga Falls, Chicago coming up, uh, Sacramento Punchline. I got a bunch of gigs. So just follow me on Instagram. That's where I post it all at Kate Q Funny. Oh, whoa, whoa. I really loved this podcast. I did too. You're going to, you guys, I want to start having Aiden on once a week, like co-hosting. Yay. So you, you have to come we back. You can go work out and then come here and bitch about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, guys. Well, until next time, this has been Date Fails. Bye. Bye. Whoa.